Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're ready to learn how to think just a little bit better today. So let's start off with a quick review of a fallacy that we covered earlier in the podcast, the personal incredulity. Oh my gosh, this one is hard to say. Personal incredulity. Yes, it is hard for me to pronounce. Incredulity, just so we can define our terms, it comes from the word incredulous, which means unwilling or unable to believe something. So personal incredulity is when someone concludes that something cannot be true just because they can't imagine it being true or when someone has a hard time understanding something, so they just decide it can't possibly be real since it's so hard to understand. So the question to ask yourself when you find yourself facing the personal incredulity fallacy is this, does the fact that I don't believe it or understand it really make it false? Or you could say it this way, does the fact that I don't believe it or understand it really make it true? All right, if you want to hear more about this fallacy, go back and check out episode 39. Are you thinking about homeschooling, but you're just not sure how? With Classical Conversations, you will find a proven program that's built around local communities of families who are all walking the same path together. You can learn why over 45,000 families trust Classical Conversations with their homeschooling journey by visiting classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons. And when you fill out the form on that page, you will get two free downloadable books that are super cool. They're awesome. And I think they'll help you um, whatever, however you choose to educate your child. Okay, let's dive into the new fallacy for today. Today, we are talking about the historian's fallacy. The historian's fallacy happens when people look back at something that happened in the past and they judge the people's actions and decisions based on the knowledge or information that's available now, but wasn't available then. Okay, let me give you a quick example. Let's say you buy a stock and a week later, the company goes out of business. Your friend makes a dig at you by saying, boy, you sure know how to pick them, don't you? I could have seen that coming from a mile away. Okay, really wise guy? <laughs> There's no way someone could know what's gonna happen in the future to a company unless he's on the inside. Of course, if this person like worked for this company and knew, that's a different thing, that's not a fallacy. But otherwise, it's a fallacy because he couldn't have known at the time what the other guy knows now in the future. I actually committed the historian's fallacy not too long ago. Uh, my husband and I were driving up to the airport and we decided to take the highway instead of taking the back roads. And on the drive up, we encountered a backup. There had been an accident and traffic was stalled for miles. And I kind of started stressing. I said, man, we're going to be late. We totally should have taken the back roads and we wouldn't be stuck in this traffic. What a dumb decision. Okay, do you see the fallacy here? We could not have known that there was going to be an accident on the highway. But here I was judging our decision to take the highway based on knowledge that was not available at the time, but it is available now. So David Hackett Fisher, he is the American historian who coined the phrase 
historian's fallacy. The example he observed was the claim that the United States should have seen the many warning signs in anticipated Japan's surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. However, according to Fisher, those signs seem obvious only in hindsight. To the World War II leaders at the time, many of those warning signs seem like the attack could have come on many different positions other than Pearl Harbor. So they were acting on what they knew and the knowledge that they had at the time. Have you ever heard the phrase, hindsight is 2020? Well, that totally fits with this fallacy. There's no way we can assume that the people knew then what we know now because it's impossible. They didn't, right? We can't, we can't know the future. That's the problem with the thinking behind this fallacy. We can't hold people responsible for information that hadn't come out yet or for the outcomes that they couldn't have known about at the time when they were alive. This is why it's so important when you're studying history to read original documents and original texts that were written by the people who were alive and involved in the historical events and not just read books by, written by people who are alive now as they look back and make judgments on those historical events. You have to get inside the mind of the people who are alive at the time. I've heard it said this way, it's better to read living books written by dead authors than to read dead books written by living authors. Here's what that means. It's saying it's better to read a book written by someone who was alive at the time the event was happening than to read a book written by someone who is alive today, but wasn't there when the event was happening. So the question to ask yourself, if you think you might be facing a historian's fallacy, is this. Is this really something they could have known was going to happen, or is it just the benefit of hindsight? Let me say it again. Is this really something they could have known was going to happen, or is this just the benefit of hindsight? Okay, now join me in tomorrow's episode where I'm going to tell you about a slight variation of this fallacy. And remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain cell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through a brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filterthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.